Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. And this week we are talking about the fourth pillar of healing or connection, which is the spiritual pillar. Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday. Because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Before we get into today's episode, I have to um, share with you that I am recording this from a place I've never recorded before. I am sitting on the floor in my bedroom closet. And you might wonder, why am I doing that? Well, it is raining here in Atlanta really, really hard. There's a lot of thunder and lightning, and so it's noisy. And it's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, too. There are car alarms going off outside, because I guess because of the thunder. I don't know. Um, so I'm sitting in the innermost room in my house where there are no windows. I have the bed, the closet door open because if I close the closet door, my little dog will scratch at the door wondering what I'm doing in here. So he may make an appearance um, when he hears me sitting in here talking, but we're going to go with it and see how this works. Um, so before I get into this week's episode about the spiritual pillar of healing or connection, um, I wanted to piggyback a little bit on last week's episode about the emotional pillar and why it's so important and why it's the one I really focus on the most in my journey to wholeness program, because I had some questions about this. I couldn't find this, um, this research before I recorded that episode a few weeks ago, because I did pre-record it. Um, I mean, I pre-record everything, but I pre, I really recorded that one early because my brother was coming to visit and I didn't want to, I wanted to be able to have some clear space when he was here. Um, but I found this research and I wanted to share it because it really validates the importance of what I talked about last week about what stuffing emotions does to our health. And it's something that modern medicine doesn't talk about. It's something that isn't taught in medical school. And so most people are not aware of it. And I wasn't until I started on this path, you know, 10 or 12 years ago. Uh, so there was a study done by, I think it was by the universe, and I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was done by the University of Rochester and the Harvard School of Public Health. And what it showed was that people who stuff their emotions increase their chance of premature death from all causes by more than 30%. And here's Here's what really struck me. They increase their chance of being diagnosed with cancer by more than 70%. Let me repeat that last part, especially people who stuff their emotions, who shove them aside, who suppress them, who just press on and move forward, increase their chances of being diagnosed with cancer by more than 70%. And that that's also true for people who get stuck in their emotions, who cannot move through the lower level emotions. And 
that, I mean, 70%, that's incredible to me. I know several bereaved moms who have been diagnosed with various types of cancer after their child went to spirit. It doesn't have to be that way. The work that I do, what I did for myself in the weeks and months after my son Greg went to spirit is gentle and it helps move the emotions so they don't get stuck. Is it easy? No, of course not. It's painful. But, but I would rather experience that kind of pain than end up dealing with cancer or heart disease because there is something called broken heart syndrome that a lot of bereaved moms experience as well. So I just wanted to share that research with you because it's such a powerful example of why moving our emotions is so important. And again, why I focus on that in my journey to wholeness program. All right, so let's get to this week's episode. And we're going to talk about the final pillar today. And I, you know, I call them the filler, the fillers, the pillars of, of healing and the pillars of connection, because to me, it's, the, the terms in this context are one in the same. But most bereaved moms that I talk to and that I see posting on social media want to skip straight to this pillar, or not most, but many, many, many want to skip straight to this pillar without addressing the f- other three. And this is another form of spiritual bypassing, which I've spoken about in the past, and it can have such detrimental effects on your healing. It can cause serious delays in your healing. And I get it completely. We all want to, quote, find our child or other loved one in spirit to know that our person, that person we loved so deeply and so much, isn't gone completely. I've talked before about how my mom's passing seven years ago was when I began studying the afterlife. But here's the thing. I had already been working on the other three pillars before that. I'm not saying I had them mastered. I'm not saying I have them mastered now because I don't believe we ever reach a point where any of them where we can say, okay, let's check that one off the list. No, there's always room for growth and evolution. But I had a really strong foundation in all four pillars. Well, the the first three. And so I'm talking about when my mom passed away. Um, when Greg passed away, I did have a strong foundation in all four pillars. And so when my mom passed away, I just expanded my curiosity and my evolution and my awareness into the afterlife. And none of this was done consciously. I didn't realize I was creating this foundation that I would need in just a few short years. I was just following my spiritual breadcrumbs, as I like to call them. But here's the thing. We cannot, cannot bypass any of the four pillars. We just can't. I've talked about it in one of the other episodes in this little series, I talked about it in episode five when I first brought this concept up in the podcast, but it's like the four legs of a chair. If one is broken, the other three are going to be, the chair is going to be compromised. And so if we do try to bypass them, again, our, our healing and therefore our connection is going to be compromised. It will be incomplete. We will keep seeking and looking outside of ourselves, but not in a healthy way that allows for growth. You know, and again, I've talked about this at length too, but our souls choose to incarnate in order to grow, to have certain experiences that it chose before we were born for growth. 
If we bypass any of those experiences, chances are that we're going to have to reincarnate again to try to have those experiences. And that's why I am so solid in knowing that I am going to do everything I feel called to do from now until I take my last breath in this life, whenever that is, because I don't want to repeat. I do not want to repeat any of these painful experiences. Now, in saying that, that doesn't mean that my soul won't ever choose any of these experiences again. It very well might. God, I pray that my soul doesn't choose to lose another child in another lifetime if I do choose to reincarnate on this earth. And with the way the world is going right now, I kind of hope my soul doesn't choose to reincarnate on this earth. Um, but again, my soul may very well choose to have some of these experiences again. But if it does, it will be to learn something else. If I complete my learning this time around with whatever it was my soul chose to learn from these experiences I'm having. And hopefully by doing this in this life, I can avoid some of the trauma that I've experienced in this life. So this pillar, the fourth pillar is all about our beliefs in life and in the afterlife. And I'm going to assume something here, which, you know, assuming is always dangerous, but for argument's sake, I'm going to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you have some belief in either God or the universe or the divine or source or spirit or whatever you choose to call it, but something bigger than us, that we aren't the only living beings in the universe. And you have some belief or at least some curiosity about the afterlife that this life isn't all there is, that there is another realm that exists, but it's one that we in our three-dimensional lives can't sense with any of our five senses. And so having this belief is the foundation from, from which we can begin to connect with our child or other loved ones in spirit. It's really where we begin to see hope in life again. It's where we begin to find meaning in life again. And it's where we begin to find the small moments of joy in life again. So how do we begin to connect? One of the ways that most people think about connecting is through meditation. Now, the problem is that most people can't really meditate. It's hard in today's society society to quiet our minds enough to truly meditate. Oh, and let me say this. Be sure that you don't think that you have to completely you have to have a completely blank mind to meditate. And that if your mind isn't completely blank, if you have thoughts running through it, that you failed. That's a fallacy. First of all, most people can't completely quiet their minds. Maybe if you're a monk in a monastery on a mountaintop someplace, you can. But for most humans, that's not possible. It, so it isn't realistic to set that as your expectation. When you do that, you're setting yourself up to fail and to then let that inner critic, which is what I talked about in part two of this series, and I've lost track of the episode number. I think I'm on episode 58, so that would have been episode 56 when I talked about the mental pillar. Um, what you're doing is you're setting yourself up to let that inner critic start telling you things like, see, you can't do this. You aren't good enough. You don't know how to do this. You're a failure and worse things than that. When I meditate, I let the thoughts come and I let them keep moving. I don't go down a rabbit hole with them. That's the key to not get all twisted up in the thoughts and chase them around. 
The best description I've ever heard is to imagine your thoughts are like clouds and just let them float on by. So the best way to support your spiritual pillar, and this is what brings all of this together, all four of the pillars, is to spend time in stillness. Our lives are so noisy in modern society that we have lost touch with our inner knowing, with our connection to God, source, the universe, to our higher selves, to our intuition. We can't connect with our own intuition, with our soul, with our loved ones in spirit if we can't get still and if we can't be comfortable in the stillness and in the silence. And frankly, most of us can't. It it breaks my heart to see so many bereaved moms who so desperately want to connect with their child in spirit. They want the signs, the dream visits, the deeper connections. And a lot of what I see being taught is superficial. We also live, this is another issue, we also live in a world of instant gratification. We want a new purse or a lipstick or a book or a, uh, I don't know, an exercise band or uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever it is. We go to Amazon and in one or two days, it's delivered to our front door. We want food, but we don't want to cook. Uber or DoorDash are just a few clicks away. And so much of the suffering that I see in Facebook groups and from women I speak with is because they want it to just happen, just like an Amazon delivery. But they won't put in the work. And yes, it takes work. For whatever reason, I did a lot of the work before Greg left this life. I don't know why. Clearly, my soul has me on a path that I... I don't think I'll ever fully understand in this lifetime. I don't think any of us ever truly understand. But I listened to my soul, to the followed those spiritual breadcrumbs and started on this path. And don't misunderstand. I still have a long way to go. But the work I had done created such a solid foundation for me to build on and to rebuild my life. And so I... That's what allowed me to connect with him within a couple days of him leaving this life. You can do this from wherever you are, wherever you are on your journey. And whether it's a child you lost or a spouse, I spoke with my brother about a dear friend of his whose husband passed away recently. Um, you know, I know I have, I have fathers listening to this. It doesn't matter who your person was. The principles of all of this the tools, the processes, all of it is the same. But having that foundation helped me begin a healing journey that I never knew existed, let alone one that I would have to walk myself. It helped me listen to my intuition, to my inner knowing in a way that I never had before and to trust it in a way that I never had before. You know, looking back on my life and some of the choices I made, I knew they were not, quote, the right choices for me at the time. And yet I ignored that inner knowing and I listened to what logically made sense to me. You can't do that in healing. Okay. I no longer question my intuition the way I did before. I know without a doubt that it's not my imagination. It's not me making things up, which is what I used to think. When I would hear my intuition, I thought I was just making things up. And I would like rationalize things to myself. I would rationalize my choices and my decisions. Not doubting myself anymore, listening to my intuition, following it, all of that is what 
helps me create this podcast every week without fail. For almost one year, we are, as I record this, I'm about 10 days away from the one-year mark of this podcast, okay? Doing all of that helps me continue living a fulfilling life. Yes, there's a huge part of me missing with my parents being in spirit and obviously with my son being in spirit, but I still have a life to live. They are with me every single step of the way. But here's the thing. I am not special. I just had the tools. I had followed my inner knowing before Greg left this life. No matter who you're grieving, no matter what you're healing from, no matter how recent or distant your loss or trauma is, you can create a life worth living again, but you have to want it. You have to choose it. I can guide you, but I can't do it for you. I can't want it more for you than you want it for yourself. And it breaks my heart to see women stop living because of a loss or a trauma. We've all had loss and trauma in our lives. And many of us do choose to move forward, never forgetting, never, quote, getting over it, but moving forward with it, learning from it, and choosing love over over fear or guilt or shame or anger or, or any of the lower level emotions. I see so many, and I'm going to, I'm, I use the example of bereaved moms because those are the groups that I'm in, but this applies everything I do, everything I speak about, everything I teach, everything I work with my clients on. It all applies to anyone healing from any, any kind of loss or any kind of trauma. Again, whether it's a divorce, I use a lot of this work in my paralegal work. Clients don't know it, but through our conversations, I'm planting seeds and teaching them. Okay. So whether it's a divorce, whether it's the loss of a spouse, a parent, a pet, a child, whether it's a physical, um, physical trauma like rape or physical abuse, violence, um, emotional or verbal violence, mental abuse, any of that, it, it all applies. I just tend to see it in the groups that I'm in with bereaved moms. But again, it applies across the board. So what happens is I see so many of these bereaved moms trying to connect with their children in spirit through their head. Now think back to what I mentioned just a minute ago about choices I made earlier in my life where I didn't listen to my intuition and I used, I, I rationalized my decisions. I used my left brain and I, I used my logical mind. Okay. So they, they try to connect with their children or other loved one in spirit through their head, or they try to heal their trauma through their mind, through their thinking mind. Thinking isn't going to do it. You have to connect. You have to heal by going into your heart. It's through your heart that the healing and the connection happens. That's where your connection happens. That's where your healing connect can, that's where your healing happens. And to open your heart, you must you must be strong in all four of the pillars that I've gone through in this series. You know, everything that I've shared in this four-part series is to share with you how critical it is to raise your vibration, to raise your energy so that you can connect with your higher self, with your child and your other loved ones in spirit. You can't do it if you're living in the lower level energies. You just can't. I, I was going to say I wish you could, but I really don't wish you could because staying in those energies for the rest of your life is not going to bring you those moments of joy. It's not going to fulfill your the purpose you came here to fulfill. It's not going to satisfy your soul. You know, in one of the 
other episodes in this series, I talked about how spirit vibrates at a very high level. And in our physical bodies, we vibrate at a very low level. So to connect, spirit has to lower its vibration and we have to raise ours. If you're, and I'm going to try to like tie all four pillars and all four of the episodes in this short little series together now, but, and let me remember how I was going to say this. If your physical body is weighed down by consuming chemical laden processed foods, alcohol, and drugs, you cannot raise your vibration. I'm sorry, but you just can't. Sorry, not sorry, as my middle grandson loves to say. If you're constantly telling yourself that your life is over, that you're broken, that life will never get any better, you cannot raise your vibration. You know, our minds want to make meaning out of things. And the meaning our minds make often comes from a place of wounding, a place of victimhood, a place of confusion and resistance to change. It creates beliefs that keep us They keep us cycling back through our thoughts to the point where we end up looping through those thoughts over and over and over again. And when you're in that loop, you cannot raise your vibration. If you are consumed by guilt and shame and anger, you cannot raise your vibration. If you cannot quiet your mind, if you cannot sit in stillness to be able to hear your inner voice, your inner knowing, and feel the connection from your loved ones in spirit, You cannot raise your vibration. But if you follow the ideas that I shared throughout this podcast, listen to the interviews with guests I've had on, and I have some amazing interviews coming soon. If you create your own, what I call a sacred self-care checklist, which you can find in my free guide, how to connect four steps to connect with your child or other loved one in spirit, then you will begin to raise your energetic vibration. You will begin to increase your vibration so that you can connect to to your higher self and to your loved ones in spirit. And that, I believe, let me look at my notes here. I believe that brings us to the, to the end of this four part series. I really hope it gives you a deeper awareness of how important and, you know, I would, I would go so far as to say critical and non-negotiable. To me, this is non-negotiable. These four pillars of healing and connection are. I really want to thank all of you for listening not just to this episode, but to this series. If you missed any of the other episodes in this series, go back and listen to them. So they would have been, I guess, episodes 55, 56, 57, and 58. And I also would, I have a request. Um, I would really appreciate it if you haven't already done so. If you are on Apple, if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review, Because it lets me know, A, that you're listening, B, that you're finding this valuable and helpful, and C, it helps other people find this podcast. The only way to grow a podcast is for me to talk about it. And for the way that it comes up when people search for podcasts on grief is the more reviews that there are. And so I am not good at asking for things like this, but I would greatly appreciate it if you haven't already um, done so, if you would leave a rating and a review. And when you leave a rating, um, I hope you will give me five stars. Um, If not, that's okay too. But um, you need to click the fifth star over to the right for all of them to show up. Because otherwise, if you just like start with the one on the left, number one, that's the only one you can choose. So you have to click the the fifth star over on the right and then write a review. That would mean the world to me. 
And also, if you would like to have a free discovery call with me to see if I can help you in any way on this journey, please feel free to email me at um, info at lorilatimer.com. I am opening up space now in my calendar uh, for time in July for these calls. So reach out now before they fill up. Oh, and before I end today, I do want to take a moment to thank those of you who have sent messages and emails about this series. I am so grateful that you've taken the time to let me know what resonates with you and that you're finding this helpful. That's why I do this. All right. So I am going to get out of my closet now because this is not comfortable. My back is not going to appreciate this. Um, but until next week, I am sending you so much love light, beauty, and grace. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.